You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Help! Our family's going to a big football game this weekend, and I want to get us on the Jumbotron in some fresh new styles. Sprint over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's giant thank you event is happening now. Get 30% off your purchase or 40% off when you use or open an Old Navy credit card at Old Navy or OldNavy.com. 40% off? Wow, that's a huge score. Better hurry. It ends Sunday. Time to huddle up and head to Old Navy. High Fashion. Old Navy. Valid 926 to 930. Excludes in-store clearance, register lane items, gift cards, jewelry, today only, and two-day only deals. 40% offers subject to credit approval. To let's Tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me, somebody to love? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. Somebody to love. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the APC Podcast here at ActionPackingCompany.com. I'm Alex Patakis, along with Ben Foldy and Zach Rapport. Back from a summer vacation. Yeah. We've all taken our holidays. Yeah. We're all ready for some football. Our appetite is, uh, is, is growing for football content, and we're here to deliver it to many of you. You can follow us on Twitter. The APC Pod uh, is where you find the show on Twitter. Continual updates and content. Uh, the APC podcast at gmail.com is where you can email us for some longer form stuff. And all of us keep it really easy for you with our Twitter handles. Personally, they're all our names. And I'm finally at the point where I feel like I need to go on Twitter daily because I took a nice little hiatus in the off season. It's good. There's a lot of toxic shit out there, but we're back, baby. We're ready. Stuff's happening. It is happening. People are wearing shorts. They're moving around. They're getting injured. Stuff's happening. Yep. They are, yeah, they're dropping like flies already. Uh, there were some injury scares today at practice as we record this on a Monday. What was their second, third fourth, padded practice? Fourth, fourth padded practice, I believe. We All right, plugged yeah, in. I'm totally, no, we're totally plugged I think in. Fourth. But yeah, we're excited. Football season, you could, you could start to smell it. You know, Before you know it, Hall of Fame game will be here. And then meaningful football is, uh, is on the horizon. I'm going to start with a quick note, Nug. And it's that we also have a birthday on the podcast oh. today. That's a good sounder. Happy birthday to Ben Foldy. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Happy birthday to me. Uh, any big plans? The big Amon Green. I worked, big I worked today and now I'm recording a podcast. Um, I might try to have a party in like two weeks. Okay. <laughs> nice. Bear that in mind. Put it in the notebook. Maybe party. Maybe two weeks. We're gonna uh, we're gonna keep an eye out for that. Are all the listeners? Invited? I guess by then no. by then preseason will start. Maybe I'll just watch a preseason Packers game and say it's my birthday present. <laughs> that sounds appropriate. That sounds kind of depressing. <laughs> like a yeah. Thursday night it's at like seven o'clock. What's on the new quarterback that people are excited about? His name Boyle. Boyle. Yeah, some Boyle. Boyle. Birthday Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't want to think about Boyle. I'm in Aaron Rodgers mode. I'm people back. are into I'm Boyle ready. though. People are people are like on the Boyle train. Are they? I don't know. I mean, 
he has no chance, right? Like the Boyle train. Well, they traded a first round draft pick before the end of his entry level contract for a backup quarterback. You can't think that the Boyle train is going to leave the station. Yeah. I don't think so. I think that I think we're here for Kaiser, and <sighs> if we have to be, and Brett actually, Hundley. bringing bringing all this up, it all makes me think of Taysom Hill, and get, I get upset. Yeah, um, I guess while we're on the quarterbacks, we should just start. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, no new contract just yet. He doesn't seem too worried about it. I'm not going to spend time worrying about it. I guess it's been somewhat interesting of an offseason, like going back and forth. But in reality, I still think there is another contract to be had for Rodgers. And I'm not at the point where I'm like starting to think about life beyond beyond him right I, now. I don't really see any way. I mean, like any effort wasted on trying to read tea leaves on this contract i think it's just i mean it's like any packers contract negotiation it's like why waste time trying to figure out what does they're gonna do right it is july 30 yeah and, and and a lot of people are coming down to the wire with these extensions that i also don't think are like aaron donald is not signed and that he's Le'Veon obviously Bell's going to stay there levy on like, bell odell beckham still doesn't have his contract yeah, like this should happen because these guys are worth a lot of money and because the nfl is a garbage league when it comes to players rights yeah. and values yeah exactly um but the packers are going to do the right thing at the end of the day and rogers is going to get a lot of money yeah uh so i'm not too worried about that so why don't we since we're at the early stages of training camp just do a couple of notable nuggets maybe we'll talk about some position battles that will get us kind of going as we head into the the meat of the preseason here entering uh entering august so i, I have an i have an idea how about we how about we how about how about we do uh, on the mic position of strength, okay. position of question mark shruggy? Okay, I like that and formatting like, on the fly. Let's do I'm, it. Yeah, so like you can kind of talk about what you think is going to be like the strength. You know what you're looking forward to seeing because you think the quality is there, and then mm-hmm. what you're looking forward to seeing because you want to see like what dog comes out of this mess. You know okay, what I mean? so should we start with the strengths? Sure, let's do it. You want to start? Sure. All so right. I actually, I think, I mean, this is maybe like an unheralded strength or maybe I'm like drawing attention to a part of the team that I don't think gets enough attention. But I, I really think the front three is going to be like fantastic this this season. I think that Mike Daniels, obviously, and the kid. Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. Who's, kid. who's what, 21, I think, coming into this You're season? continually amazed by how old he 22? is. 22? Or how not old he is. Well, I mean, considering Hayden Hurst is like 40 and just got drafted as a first-round tight end, um, Kenny Clark being <laughs> He's getting AARP 22 years old and going into his third NFL season after a season in which he, he took a quote-unquote second-year leap and mm-hmm. was a you know steady contributor game in, game out. And Kenny Clark is also a kind of a model for... What I think Montrevious Adams is going to start looking like, which is like a really fast, physical, 300-pound guy who can get after the quarterback and generate pressure and or eat up double teams just on his own. I, I'm not saying Montrevious Adams is, you know, Kenny Clark quality, but I do right. I see them going more and more towards a front three that can get after the quarterback on its own. And then you throw in, you know, another year of Lowry developed. They're all young. And then you have Wilkerson as the as the veteran kind of, reclamation project like i i just think the front three is going to be huge this season i agree with all that other than the fact that i still have no idea what montrevious adams is going to look like or what he's supposed to look like according to this coaching staff no clue i mean but you can know that he's a big big man with the speed and and, uh, speed and agility to get after the quarterback which i think is really what they've been going for in their front three is like you know 
you you're gonna have a lean up front line and they're gonna be able to get after the quarterback on their own whether or not Kyler Fackrell can beat his man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Uh I would agree. I think I think if you get production from Adams, it's a pleasant surprise. And even still you're at least four deep with guys we feel really good about. Uh well, I guess it's hard to say if you feel really good about Wilkerson, but there's a lot of positivity there. And I think there's enough body of work from Low him. Risk, high reward. Right, exactly. So uh and if Adams ends up being good uh or a player as they say in the business, I think I think you're looking at, yeah, one of the deeper, probably the deepest position on the team. Because I'm sitting here trying to think of like another position we can talk about. I guess it I, I feel like this can fall into either a question mark or a strength for the Packers. But I, I guess maybe we'll just talk a little bit about I think it's hard to say just receivers. I'm just going to go like pass guessing, like like tar- like targets. Not like where I guys. thought you were going with that. Uh, really? Yeah. Wait, um, you're going with strengths or a question mark? I'm going with like something I feel kind of good about right now. Huh. I know that we just came off of Randall Cobb revealing that he had off-season surgery. Okay. He looked pretty good on the uh, the Twitter gifts I've seen so Twitter far. Twitter gifts. Yeah. I saw him uh, beating uh, first-round pick Jair Alexander, right? I think it was Alexander. It wasn't Jackson. Yeah, it was it. Jair Alexander on a go-route. Take that for what it's worth, which I don't think is much, but I, first off, I just think that like, I I always like forget that we have such a good top flight. Number one option because we've spent so much time over the past few years shitting on him. And by we, I mean, speak for yourself, my friend, I mean like, you know, collect like not Ben Foldy, but Devonte Adams is his production. The past couple of seasons surpasses guys who, are widely thought of as the best player at their position in the league or the best couple of players at the position in the league. So I feel very good about that. I think you go beyond that. It scares me a little bit that Geronimo Allison could be a starting like perimeter-wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But I also think Randall Cobb's going to have a productive year. And I, while we kind of called Jordy Nelson and Jimmy Graham a wash, mm. I'm slowly like kind of selling myself on the idea of Jimmy Graham as maybe your third target in an offense being a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't feel, while I still wish they had one more uh, legitimate established threat, I, I don't think we should be sitting here at the end of the year if they stay healthy with a lot of these skill positions saying that they don't have enough weapons. Uh, I think they have enough weapons if their defense isn't trash. So I'll just say that. Uh, I don't know, if Zach, if you wanted to go anywhere else with positions that you feel good about before we get into some of these question marks where we're like, who's going to emerge? Well, you're you're eking into into my my area of strength here. And I can already hear me from last year and me from the year before and perhaps even me from the year before that saying, don't say what you're about to say. (laughs) Don't get excited about the tight end group. Yeah, don't do it. You're only going to be let down. (laughs) Don't do it. And yet, and yet I'm very excited about it. I think that Jimmy Graham, I mean, although you're right, he, I mean, he's a pass catcher. He's not going to block. He's not a traditional, well, he'll do a little bit. Of I mean, he blocked. I mean, so one of the this. things is that he ended up actually blocking a lot last year, or at least cut blocking. And that's one of the reasons his, his stats were so bad. And I mean, you know, if he's doing that for the Packers, the O-line has like all been decapitated and like a ghost <laughs> ship type incident where the wire slices across like the, the, the O-line room during the film session. But Quickly, I was just creeping on Instagram uh, a couple nights ago and that 
clip from that movie, which I'd never seen before, just randomly showed up in my Discover feed and I watched it. And it's a fun one. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, awful. But yeah. So if that happens, like Jimmy Graham might be in a position where he has to look like he did last year for Seattle. But yeah. I've seen enough enough analysts I trust kind of going into last season film on Jimmy Graham and being like, no, there's no way he's this bad. Um, well, and to supplement that, I think that the the acquisition of Lewis is sneaky yeah. good, sneaky valuable. I had completely forgotten about it until you just mentioned it. But yeah. I love Mercedes Lewis. I I, <laughs> I was in the same, uh, following the same like line with you as I kind of forgot about it until I saw a picture the other day from the first day at camp of the three tight ends. And Jimmy Graham's obviously a giant, but like the other guys are not small. Oh, Mercedes like, Lewis is Who great. are these other two giants? And I was like, oh yeah, Lance Kendricks and Mercedes Lewis. I, I forgot. I think for value, you can't beat the Lewis signing. Yeah. At all. And I yeah. also think this is sort of a this is like a, a reprove it year for Mike McCarthy, whose offensive philosophy heavily hinges on tight end play. And it's like, all right, you do over your your scrapping part of your playbook. You're doing things over. You've got a new group of very talented role players. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, do you guys remember how Philbin used the tight end? I mean, I, I want to say that it was it must have coincided at least a little with your Michael. Finley, no, it did. But, yeah. I mean, uh, I, that was it when they were at their deepest and they had this guy who finally lived up to the billing. I think you could yeah. say as much as people want to label him a disappointment. He was just, and a bit of a parallel there is that Philbin would also line. Uh, Jermichael Finley up on the outside a little bit, which yeah, I know yeah. is something yeah. that I'm uh, sure Graham's going to do. And yeah. I think, I mean, I guess what I'm thinking too, I, I, how long was Philbin actually in charge in Miami? I guess only a couple of games, right? He didn't last that long. <laughs> no, he was there for like two years. Was well, he? More than a few games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had at least a oh, season. Why? Oh, but he got fired like three games into a season, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That must be what I'm thinking of. But, yeah. So, and I guess he would have had uh, Cameron or... Um, I'll go back and look. Don't even bother trying to think of yeah. the uh, Dolphins' tight end. I mean, no, but I do think I do think that like fault. like OC's OC's tight end usage is like pretty indicative. Like, there's like clear styles between OC's. Like, I think, for example, I think the Bears are going to be super tight end heavy this year because Najee is that kind of coach. But I, I mean, still, I mean, I guess McCarthy's tight end usage. Well, he's like changing, right? Like, we keep hearing like how, how... does he. It's really hard to tell if you ever Look, every actually off season we talk about this, but I don't know. It seems like every regular season we're talking about the same things. Um, so I'm going to bring this up because I'm a little shocked that neither of you brought it up as a position of strength. And I don't want to waste it as my position of question mark because I don't have any question marks about it. But running back seems That's to- my position of question mark. What? Yeah. Discuss. All right. Well, Ooh. All right. So we have Aaron Jones, who's suspended for two games, mm-hmm. uh, who I think... I maybe is the guy I have the most faith in where I feel like if they, if they were really going to like wait for a starter, whatever that might mean, I think they're all going to play, uh, would be the true starting running back. Ty Montgomery, I think has a lot to prove and has to also try to stay healthy. And uh, Jamal Williams at times last year was really good, but I feel like they have a lot of guys, but I don't know if they have a lot of good guys. I think they've all shown reason for us to believe that they could be really good, but I still feel like, I have no idea if this, the, the solution we're looking for is like on this roster. Maybe it doesn't need to be. Maybe it's just that's the nature of running back in the NFL. I anymore. think I can but hear also, the, the metrics wonks in my head fighting back saying that running back doesn't matter. That's me. There well, I understand. I'll say it out loud. Yeah, right? but you can say that, but look how much of an impact like running backs have had in the end. Like, yeah, and they the, all came in and all performed well for the Packers last season. So why would any of them not do that this season? Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm talking about, like... Sam Congato. Sam Congato <laughs> is is God. That's right. I mean, <laughs> both literally and figuratively, he's very religious. I definitely understand that running backs seem a dime does in the NFL, but, like, I'm kind of hopeful that they're making a comeback now. That Todd Gurley, 
being very, very much a part of the Rams resurgence. And like the, the Cowboys of two years ago, like the Cowboys were good because Ezekiel Elliott came into the league and like lit the world on fire and had yeah. a great offensive line. And, and but, that's the reason they're going to be good. And Dak, I'm telling you, like people are going to credit Dak and everything. And they're going to be wildly disappointed this year when the Cowboys are like six and 10 because they're just like, oh, what well, we don't, we could go. Alan Hearns is our fucking pass catching target for Dak Prescott. Like but running I'm, backs matter now. I, I, I think we've got a transformative talent like that. But it's not on Todd Gurley. It's not on Todd Gurley as an individual because Todd Gurley was also on the Rams two seasons ago and was yeah, but terrible. he had Jeff Fisher though. Like Jeff, so right. So yeah, so, no, so it's a scheme fit, right? And it's how no, running backs are used. But I think that the way that the Packers use their running backs is going to make it so that, you know, as long as you can catch a pass, which all of them can, and as long as you're a decent yeah, two pass of them blocker, are really good at it. Yeah. Which all of them are. Aaron Jones is probably the least good pass blocker. Definitely the least good pass blocker. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Him and it's probably a toss. Just commit. Him and Come on. <laughs> I think any of those guys have, I mean, Jamal Williams is the least home run hittery of them. Sure. And, like Aaron Jones is the home run like star, right? right. But they're all going to give the offense the same kind of looks as pass catching backs, as good pass blocking. Like I, I have more confidence in the running back. Like I don't need any of them to be stars, and I don't think I don't necessarily I think any of them that. are going to be stars. But I don't think the Packers' offense needs them to be stars. Okay. Well, I think what maybe this boils down to is still a little bit of my lack of faith in the Packers using them right because I still don't feel like I've seen that. Like how many times last year did we say like, but why? Like, why aren't they using Montgomery? That was like the narrative of the first half of the year. I feel like every time we had a guest on, it would be like Ty Montgomery could be, you know, whoever. Mm -hmm. David Johnson kind of. Yeah. Like these guys that are like lighting the league on fire, like Alvin Kamara. Is that Sean Payton or is it that he's just like a transformer? Like maybe that talent does exist and and you're kind of talking me into it, but I still don't trust them to figure out how to use these guys where they're like, actually legitimate weapons but if you're the saints do you do you not think that kamara and and uh mark ingram, ingram are both weapons like, no i totally like, you could do. totally have the same thing with the packers yeah no, with, I, like michael tom thomas as like a comparable to kind of Devontae adams like you can have that kind of offense yeah with all of these guys <laughs> i mean and, and I, well i mean i don't think we will like i don't i don't think i don't see mike mccarthy uh trying to do as much with any of his running backs as sean payton does with camara but i do think that you can have a multiple headed monster in the backfield that that you know carries as much water as the packers offense needs him to, yeah and keeps pressure off of rogers I, I I sincerely hope that you end up being right and that it the packers offense doesn't boil down to Devontae Adams beating a guy one-on-one as opposed to us like being creative enough to realize that like talent on this roster does exist. We just have to figure out how to use it. And I wouldn't be shocked if like three games into the season, we are having that kind of like, why is Devontae Adams? Why does everybody have to get open one-on-one? Like, but like, that's yeah. just, it's just an annual occurrence and then they figure it out. But we've heard a lot of stuff about them changing and scrapping a lot of things and just yada, like every yada, yada. <laughs> uh, Okay. Well, anyway, so, so uh, where does that mark, leave us? Your question mark is is the running back. Not in the sense that I feel like those guys are going to let us down. That I just don't know that that is going to be a position we look back on like and be satisfied with the production at the end of the year. I just I, I feel like there's so much to be desired I, there in I mean, an offense sense, with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. But and so I feel like, like I've been waiting for that for his whole career. Do you want Saquon Barkley on the? on the Packers or well, is that a waste of a generational talent on an offense that doesn't need a Saquon Barkley? 
That's a great question. Because that's um, how I feel about it. Like I, and right. I even think that if Saquon Barkley is a generational talent, which I believe that he is, and if he puts up 1,500 yards and however many touchdowns this fall, which I think he will if he doesn't get hurt, yeah. it's still going to have been a waste for the Giants to draft him where they did just because of the realities. And, and I, you know, I, I love Todd Gurley. Like He won me $1,000 last year in fantasy. Right. I can't be mad at the guy. <laughs> Do I think that he needs $40 million Humble guaranteed? Think so anybody... he got $40 million, you got one grand. Yeah, fair go. trade. Mutually beneficial. He did a, he did a lot more work than I did to <laughs> win that did. money. All right, uh, yeah. Ben. Uh, weakness. Yeah. weakness. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark is going to be wide receiver for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, for obvious reasons, I guess. That's you mine know, as well. Devonte Adams, and and we can double up. on Man, I feel really players. off. I was like feeling good. That was like my strength. I was well, like, I'm, no, we got enough guys who can catch balls. I don't mean that. I mean that I'm more excited to see who comes out of um, Marcus Valdez Scanton. There's just a lot of young Jamon guys Moore, that we don't know a lot about. The, yeah, uh, and this guy, Jamon Moore, by all reports, has has flashed pretty well in camp, and he's playing with the ones. And then the, uh, the ESB. I, mean, I am still, I am like an ESB truther, and yeah. I'm convinced that he's the second coming of Tyrell Williams. <laughs> he flamed Josh Jackson on a slant today, and I'm like, oh, that sounds exactly like something Tyrell Williams would do. <laughs> um, and then apparently, this have you guys this Jake Kumarov, 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 Kumarov. Yeah, Camaro, ZZ Camaro. He uh, he's got some balls, man. And he's Whitewater. Yeah, he's a UW Whitewater product. And Raising some eyebrows. Yeah, and I think he's on the one. He's been playing with the ones too. So gotta if, be one of these a year, right? Like <laughs> if the well, it's just like if the Packers want. Where do the their, Jeff Janis lovers go? It's not. Right? No, we need no. someone to turn to. Scout it. Uh, gotta go to church sometime. Valdez <laughs> Scantling is the is the Janis fill-in. He's even wearing eighty three. Is he? Yeah, and did you see? I mean, there's what's this, this video that came up today Seems of him? Yeah, it just feels a little different than Janice. I don't know he, why. Like, flamed somebody. Well, yeah, okay. But <laughs> Alex, point. you shouldn't you you shouldn't feel bad about having an opposite opinion because no, as Mike McCarthy points out, conflict is good. Conflict is good. And, I agree. And like, what's a podcast where everybody agrees? And also, boring. If I had to like really be honest, there's two things I feel good about. That's our quarterback and our left tackle. That's basically it. Really? Not in the way that the Packers oh, are going to be bad. Well, no, no, the front three. I'm with you. Okay. That, that as well. But like saying like true strengths where you're like, yo, I'm really confident in this. Like I don't, I wouldn't say I'm that confident in anything other than those three. Then front three, left tackle and quarterback. I mean, I honestly could go either way on the other ones. I don't know. On most of the other ones. So I think it's interesting to discuss. I feel pretty good about Punter. I'm like really into J.K. Scott. <laughs> yeah, but you know, big question mark is Gunners now that Jeff Janis is gone. Is it? We'll see. You know who's a good Gunner? Taysom Hill. It's true. Yeah. I love <laughs> Taysom proved Hill. It. I miss him. In the postseason. I think no, right? he was, was proving it. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal, brutal. Eh. What about you, Zach? The, the Did you boil, give your strength? The Boyle era is he upon us. Strength. Strengths and weaknesses. I'm Tight covered. End group. But you didn't give a question mark unless you're you're piggybacking on receiver. Yeah, okay, yeah, fine. Receiver. Then I'll come up with another, which is going to be safety. I think is question. I mean, mark. we could do secondary, but like you know, we've talked more and more about high draft round capital yeah, yeah. and you know whatever. I actually think secondary is probably less of a question mark now than safety. Which, by the way, we should mention. Break some news, homie. Kentrell Bryce carted off the field during practice. That is a Ben Foldy guy. We don't have information I yet. It like could Kentrell be serious. Bryce. It could be not. But he was also coming off of an ankle. So if it's like a re-injury situation there, that could not bode well. He may he well was, have another ankle. He was slated to be a starter, basically. He was. Yeah, little, so little undersized, hard-hitting dynamo out of Louisiana State, Louisiana Tech. He's fun to watch, man. I know, I love him. He's when really he fun laid to watch. out Cole Beasley. Yeah, that like, was great. It was like 
I love watching small people hit other small well, people. Also, yeah. extremely Cole Beasley in particular is someone who just like quietly tortures Packer fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just the kind of player that just like always yeah. gets open and He's wiggles through. And yeah, it was that much more. And then Kentel Bryce just annihilated. Yeah, yeah. But so Kentel Bryce down. Which adds another wrinkle to the question mark that already was the safety position, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I think God knows where Josh Jones is going to line up on 50% of plays. It's probably likely that he slides out to Cantrell's position. And it probably opens the door. If he's out for a significant amount of time, it probably opens the door for Raven Green to make the team or Marwin Evans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the Packers are going to keep a, you know, slightly undersized free undrafted free agent safety as they are want to do one of those guys might be the guy and i guess the other breaking news is going to be like i mean inside linebacker might be a big question mark all of a sudden too that's, yeah, that's never breaking news with the packers yeah that's yeah. true <laughs> um, put clay matthews there God. oh but i see where you're getting at jake ryan yeah, yeah. you can he... hit the sounder yeah jake ryan severely he's like in out severe pain it seems to be yeah, he was he also carted off. He, he was, was carted off, yeah. and it seems to be worse. They seem to be more worried about him than they are. So it was Bryce, Jake Ryan, and Daniels, but he came back Daniels on the sideline. Daniels came back so in he's between. Probably okay, Mike Daniels. Yeah, and okay. then some lightning happened, so they cut practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. then then the omen started. But Jake Jake Ryan apparently song. was pretty pretty messed up. Okay, um, well we'll hope for the best for him. It's hard to give injury news at this point because we still don't know uh, how serious this could be. Open that door for Oren Burks. That's right. Friend of the pod. Friend of pod. Our guy, Oren Burks. Uh, looking forward to that. All right. So um, before we get out of here, maybe just is, are there any other notable nugs? I really enjoyed the thing I read from Pete Doherty. That was going to be my note nug if we uh, go around and give hashtag. I don't know what it nugs. is. Say what it is. Uh, so basically, uh, maybe it was yesterday, but Pete Doherty wrote about this simplifying of the defense, which we've heard about at length. But basically, everyone's like kind of wondering what the Mike Patton defense will look like. So he went around and talked to a lot of the players and Patton himself. And some of the details in it I thought were interesting. Basically, a lot of the guys who've been around a while said that when it boiled down to it, they would go into game day with 90 calls in their game plan in Dom Capers' defense. Um, that's a lot of calls. That's a lot of calls, <laughs> man. That like, that's legitimate. We've been hearing for years. Just say, like, cover two. How complicated that defense could be. And that's kind of a gripe. And, and he wrote about it. Doherty wrote about it. That's a gripe that a lot of teams who struggle on defense have. Like, you could kind of say that about any coordinator. But Pettin says he aims to go into and has throughout his career with 50 calls. So if you're cutting the playbook in half, I would like to believe that if you're good, it's because your talent's going to win. And if you're bad, it's because your talent's not going to win out. And that's something we've been saying now for at least a year that, hey, they're talented. Why do they suck? So if they are indeed talented, I think there's a chance they'll be better. So there's a little bit of reason of optimism there. And Tremont Williams actually played in his defense in 2015 and was kind of lauding Petten and how things are simpler. And he was someone who has been very vocal, uh, even back to their playoff loss to the Niners the second time, about how complicated the Capers defense was uh, after they lost with that Micah Hyde dropped interception. Yep. Um, I remember that because I... That was the one, too, where the ball went through the arms on the block kick, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think... I'm pretty sure that was, yeah. I remember that. Uh, I know they lost on a field goal overtime, yeah. another Aaron Rodgers overtime loss. Um, so that's that's kind of cool. It was like a fun thing to read about. And if they really are cutting the playbook in half, like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that, that pans out. 
Ben Foldy, notable nugget before Any we. Any other nugs for us? Uh, I mean, I guess I I am excited actually for all of the in in uh, division games. Like I I think that the uh, NFC North is going to be a lot of fun this year, and I'm looking forward to it. Think the Vikings are going to be better or worse. Vikings are going to be better. You think? Yeah. Okay. Why not? I think they were really good last year. I think they're probably still the most talented team in the division right now. Yeah. I just remember last year a lot of. They, I think they had. I, I mean, remember gotta, because I worked like that that show every Sunday, and it felt like once a week there was a defensive or special teams touchdown, and they like got so like so many of those things that are kind of fluky, just like a little bit of luck, a little you know, just yeah. chance, fumble recoveries, things like that. So I wouldn't say fluky, but I would say you're not likely to do that all the time. I don't think they're no, gonna no, replicate but, their defensive and special that. teams touchdowns that they had last season that literally it would swing games. Like they had a few games where their their defense especially outscored their offense. And I understand they made a change at quarterback, but I'm also I mean, very Kirk, much not a Kirk Cousins guy. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is good. I'm not going to say he's not good. He's got very good receivers and to he's, be throwing and to. He's, he's yeah, and and Diggs was playing hurt a lot of last season, I mean, which is always kind right. of Diggs. But I, you know, I look, I'm Diggs number one stan. Like, yeah, I don't. You, nobody needs to hear me prattle on about him. But I, I do think. Uh, and then you add in a full season of Dalvin Cook. I don't know. I don't. I like. I think they hold up. I think. I think they are soon to be blown up a little. Like I think they're about to have cap issues and start losing kind of critical parts of their defense. Right. Oh, well, that happens. Um, I mean, they're yeah. They can't pay everybody on their. But defense. I, I do think that for this year, I, I would go into the NFC North thinking that they are the team to beat. I think the Packers are likely to beat them. Yeah. But they are kind of the king of the hill to start. And. Uh, but I think the Bears are actually going to probably take a pretty significant step forward. And I think the Lions will probably tread water, even though they fired a coach for no reason. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. That's yeah. a good nug. And we get to see week one, Dude, prime time. Yeah, seven games of like... like Packers-Bears. I'm just excited go. for 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 good divisional football. And I'm excited. You know, there's a Patriots game. Like, I think this is... A, it's a tough schedule for the Packers, but yeah. it's going to be fun. Did you see that note uh, that came out about the Packers-Patriots game being prioritized by every single network as their number one game? Obviously, oh, of course. Awesome. Season. It's going to be a great um, game. It's going to... Yeah. Actually, and speaking the, of, of real no-nugs... Uh, I want to just point out, as always, how grateful I am that the Packers are structured the way they are, and they are basically function as like the FOIA of the NFL, you know, a notoriously secretive and awful organization. And the Packers make them put all their financials out in public every year. It's great. And, and also, as related to that, uh, the notable nugget that... Um, Packers do want to go to Europe. You saw this? That yeah, they, I saw. They said they want to go to Europe and they won't give up a home game and nobody else wants to give up an away game with the Packers. Because they um, travel so well, man. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, best... I know, whatever. I'm not going to pull some, like, St. Louis Cardinals bullshit, but we have a good fan base and I like it. Yeah, I agree. I would love to say... I mean, when they do go to Europe, it'll happen. I mean, Europe would probably love the Packers, right? Like, yeah, what think... team would probably, like, do better there? Maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars of London <laughs> at this point, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, my turn. Keeping Your it turn. keeping it lighthearted with the note nugs. First, I want to give a shout out to a uh, friend of show, fellow APCer Matub, uh, whose wife recently gave birth. Oh yeah. And congratulations. So we've Baby been a lot of life development. Yeah. That's yeah. a notable nug. Right yeah, there. yeah. That is. Um. And we we joke. We have a cool nickname for like a junior Matub. Mabub. Mabub. 
I don't know. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. I think we he'll have to clear it with him. Yeah, he'll, he'll tweet at <laughs> us. We'll we'll hit him up in the Slack chat. Uh, but congrats to him. We haven't done a show since since that and uh, since that happened, and we uh, were joking that uh, his baby is literally a notable nugget. So I wanted to mention that <laughs> as well as uh, my brother as well and uh, and his partner are getting ready to welcome another life into the world next week so two notable nuggets there that are life form related way to go bro him yeah yeah i like that our packers fan base is expanding it's expanding hereditarily i guess i'm making some assumptions there i don't i don't know if oh yeah yeah oh yeah okay oh yeah nice (laughs) uh all right well that'll do it i mean we're just kind of just getting into this uh we're getting back in the swing of things but also like we're soon gonna have football to react to which i think we all get really pumped up I just about. had the taste of brats in my mouth Ooh, there you go it's a good taste are we doing uh are we going out week one are we i don't know I mean, it's a prime out. time game i don't know i know we got monday work after monday i think are they sunday opening night. on monday oh sunday night right to check the schedule packers bears sunday yeah. night. thursday packers night bears yep no no we're not super bowl champs we don't get the thursday night game is that how it works whoever opens is the super bowl champs that yeah. is how it works man Sorry, they've made enough changes over the years that I don't have any idea what's going on. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, last year it was that Chiefs. The Chiefs upset the... That was a good game. Yep. It was always... Except wasn't there the year when the Ravens won? I think they had to play on the road week one because of a conflict maybe with the... Also because every time the Ravens win the Super Bowl, it seems like a fluke and nobody cares. Uh, yeah, Bears-Packers. Lambeau Field. Prime time. Week one. Boom. I'm into it. Bears, Bears, Vike, or Trubisky, Bears come Vikings, Bears Packers, Packers week two. We get the division hard. right off the bat. Bears are going to come out hard in that game, though. Oh, yeah. 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 It'll be fun. A lot of optimism in Bears camp. Slightly warranted is my take. I'm not I'm not sold on Trubisky, but I'm sold on a lot of the rest Luke of the Lukewarm prediction. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw six touchdowns in the first half of that game. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking <laughs> of which, John Franklin the third. Signed to the Bears on a secondary contract. Well, anyway, the last chance you yeah, shout out. Only only for the true heads. The new season's out, right? I like the new season. I'm like two seasons I'm behind, into the new so season. I haven't even Anyway, we should probably other. get off the Once air. we start talking Netflix, we got to get out of here. Yeah. All right. Hit us up. The APC Pod on Twitter. The APC Podcast at gmail.com. Alex Patakis, Ben Foley, and Zach Rapport are Twitter handles. Ooh, ooh. Make it nice yep. and easy. Uh, we'll see you again very soon as we're back in season. Ready to rock. Thanks a lot for listening. Bang, bang. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot. 
because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.